Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And I'm Chris. And this is SLC Punkcast. Punkcast! Yeah! And this is episode 64.5. Good job, Chris. Got it out. It is a special edition, Dustin. Chris, why is it special? We're doing some weird stuff this time. We're going to go covers versus originals. Yes. We've uh, also got a great interview with Gross Polluter, who is a band that came from Smogtown. Yes. So, in talking about these bands, we're going to be doing bands that two different bands play the same song, right? For the and most part, for but the we most did include part. a couple... There's a, there's a few little oddballs in there. Bands right. that played similar riffs. Right. Um, and that ties into Smogtown and Gross Pluter, because Gross Pluter, of course, rose from the ashes of what was Smogtown. And there are some tracks that they share in common. Um, obviously, uh, in the interview, we'll, we'll learn more about what makes them different. Right. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool. really ties in well to... What we wanted to do with this interview, um, or we're just gonna fuck it up. This is SLC Punkcast. We are punk rock review and interview show, reviewing and critiquing all genres and subgenres of punk rock music. You can find us. You found us already, but you can find right. us on www.slcpunkcast.com. You can find me on social media at SLC Punk Chris. You can find me on Twitter at another punk SLC and Dustin also SLC Punkcast yes. on Instagram and. Facebook. Outstanding. And you can find the show on iTunes and Google Play and Player FM and all sorts of other places. Anywhere where you can find podcasts, you will find us. Dustin, kicking out the jams. Motherfucker. Dustin, starting us off. It's C5. Yeah. All right, so we're going to play Kick Out the Jams, motherfucker. MC5, Dustin's debut album was Kick Out the Jams. Proto-Punk, Dustin, February 1969. Hell yeah. It's kind of like pre-punk, right? Is that what proto means? Proto-punk means before right. punk or pre-punk? Sure, they could say that, but I think this is a punk originator here. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, I mean, ahead of their time, at the very least. And, of course, what do they got on this album? Other than they got Kick Out the Jams, of course. I want you right now. Starship, Motor City is burning. Borderline rocket reducer number 62. Come together and Ramblin' Rose. MC5. Rob Tyner on lead vocals. You over there? got a phone call. Find them on Facebook at MC5Band. 
Dustin. You might as well like and follow that shit, huh? Right? I think they're touring right now, aren't they? You're on their Facebook. Why don't you tell us? Well, Dustin, I can't find their tour information, to be honest with you. They gotta be old, right? Oh, they're fucking older than dirt. Right? You can win Wayne Kramer's guitar. They're selling off everything. (laughs) So that is MC5 doing Kick Out the Jams. Dustin, you found a cover of this. I did find a cover. I thought it was a pretty cool cover. It's more more along the lines of something like uh you know, like a hardcore band or you know, something like that. Uh the band Chris is entombed. Entombed. Yeah, you gotta check out this beginning. <laughs> Dustin, this is from Entombed. They're a death metal band. Okay, this so is... maybe a little less punk or hardcore, no, but, but still. But still, this is from their album, Sons of Satan Praise the Lord. It is a cover album. On it, they do Repulsion. They do a punk cover of a punk version of Amazing Grace. They do a Kiss cover for God of Thunder. They covered Misfits, Hollywood, Babylon. Uh, Motorhead's one track, Mind. Some songs from Stormtroopers of Death, a bad, a bad Brains cover, Duke Juice, of course this cover from MC5. Um, yeah, man, they've got all sorts of fucking craziness going on. Uh, it's off of label, uh, Music for Nations label. It's a British independent one. They are death metal, thrash metal, punk rock, and shock rock band. Well, Chris, what are you comparing here? What do you think? Well, I'll tell you what, a Swedish death metal band doing an MC5 song is cool. Right. Um, And them doing that whole, uh, you know, an entire fucking album of covers is kind of neat. I'll tell you what, I'm a sucker for the classics on this one, man. I'm going to second that, but again, not in a negative way, yeah. And I don't want to piss off the Swedish death rock band. Or any of their followers? I think that Entombed is Entombed AD uh, on Facebook. Oh, could be. That was fucking cool, though. Right? Yeah. Dustin, what do you got for us next? Chris, next up, we've got Seven Seconds. Is Kevin Seconds in Seven Seconds? Kevin Seconds is in Seven Seconds. Where are they from? 
I believe they're from Reno. I thought that's what you that's told right. me. That's right. We just found that out the other episode, so <laughs> right. I just thought I'd fucking follow it up. There you go. What song are we listening to? It's uh, Sati Agraha. Or maybe it's Sati Agraha. Got it. And this is the seven seconds version of Sati Agraha. The original. The original. Seven seconds. You can find them on Facebook at Official Seven Seconds. This song came out in 1989 on the Soul Force Revolution album. Dustin, did cool. you have that one? Yeah, not, not the album. No, sorry, I have the track from the album. This is not not the album. No, no, I don't. To be honest, uh, you know, I know of Seven Seconds. I uh, know the band. But the track we're going to be playing here in just a moment, I thought was an original when I first heard it. Mm. And then when you see the album name, then you're like, oh. And then you see all the, a lot of the other tracks you recognize from other bands, mm. and you realize they were doing a cover. And then you hear this, and this was what they were covering. Right. And I think this is just a... Satyagaraha. <laughs> you did a great job. Let's play it. like the theme song to Friends. <laughs> so you're saying the replacements did a cover, or uh, maybe a similar maybe, version. Yeah, I just took the yeah. riff. It's a sing-along song at the Lilith Fair. The, repla- the replacements Friends song or this one? Both. Oh. <laughs> you saying this is a little soft for you? It's a little soft for me, Dustin. What would what would a band do to make this song not a bad song? But let's make it better. You're about to hear it. Uh, here's what we do. You go to H2O. Yeah. 2011. And uh, the album is Don't Forget Your Roots. Right. And it's their sixth studio album, and of course on it, Dustin, covers of Bad Brain, Seven Seconds, Madball, Descendants, Embrace, Ramones, Gorilla Biscuits, The Mighty Mighty Boston's Rancid, Journey to the End of East Bay, uh, Dag Nasty, Social D, Sick of It All, The Clash, Verbal Assault, and Warzone. Nice. So, similar to what Entomb did. Right. Definitely, right? Where they come out with this really cool... It actually peaked at number 13 on the Billboard's Top Heat Seekers chart in December of 2011. Um, but yeah, man, it's very cool covers. And for this episode, 
we we could have picked any of these, Dustin. Sure. Um, Someday, I suppose, one of my favorite Boston songs, done well by H2O as well. However, this one's one we went with. Seven seconds. Seven yeah. seconds and seven seconds. <laughs> Sadi Gahara, Gahara, son of a bitch. The song where you go, yeah, 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 it's that song. And you gotta do the follow, yeah. Toby Morse, Toby Morse did a great job here, huh? Yeah, he did. Great vocals. There you go, Chris. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Sat Graha, he's staying right there for you. Yeah. I don't know what it means, but, but he's saying it. Uh, I think that I think uh, H2O took a cool song and made it great. I think H2O took a, a good adult contemporary song. You think seven seconds made an adult contemporary saga? <laughs> oh, All right, so go on. Fuck, the they're with our podcast. I know, right? All the We're seven gonna seconds get fucking buried. Like and some of you be waiting outside my house to fuck me up, right? Yes. I don't know. It felt like an adult contemporary song. I think H2O gave this song a punch. You know, the punch. A little bit of a... A little, a little bit of um. I heard it's like a poppy punk song. Coming from H2O kind of has that sound, yeah. It's cool, man. I like it. I thought it was cool. I'm going to go with H2O on this one. Yeah, though. I'm with you. Chris, next up, we're going to do It's kind of a comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so is we want to listen to this right here. So so we're, we've got two songs. So good. The Kinks are another one of those maybe proto-punk bands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they were an originator, in my opinion. Yeah. Some of their songs kind of have that pop rock of the era sound. All the the 77 guys branch off from this stuff, yeah? Right. So we're going to get ahead of ourselves on this. Green Day warning. I can fucking just sit here and listen to the Kings. I just want people to know what we're listening at or listening okay, for yeah, this yeah, yeah. time. Okay, uh, So, the Kinks. That's so good. Picture book. And then what What are we going with next? Green Day Warning. Let's go ahead and play it. Are you ready for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can turn it down and we'll... Okay, so now... Oh, fuck. Right? 
right? Not ripping off, paying homage yeah, to exactly. a band that they do love, right? Absolutely. Sounds like the same music, Fucking, just yeah. you know, more mo- of a modern sound, right, maybe course. modern recording, whatever. Green Day, no doubt. Obviously, they, different songs, they, but the they, sound. They talk about the Kinks being an inspiration of right. the members of the band, so it's not like it's it's they're doing this nefariously, right? It's, right. It's it's above board, man. And it's a cool song, man. Warning's a cool song. But you're gonna, you know, I think that it's one of those things where I fucking, I'm like Green Day. I'm with Green Day on this. I'm, I'm with them on this. The Kinks did it better. Right. Because I guarantee you that they would say, we'll never get that. Yeah, it could be. I think the, the Green Day song is a great song. I like this. This is definitely a, a very good Green Day this track. This is maybe top five Green Day songs of all time. Maybe top three. Could be. I think. I, I, I mean, depends on what. You, I think you American know, Idiot was a fucking brilliant album, and, and uh, as a concept album, and so I kind of think that it stands on its own. If that makes sense? Like to me, American Idiot's over here, and then it's like, okay, what is the rest of Green Day? I, I don't know. For me, it's kind of weird. Uh, I love that they pay an uh, uh, homage to the Kinks, and uh, and yeah, it's clear that it's clear that. It's there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, as soon as I heard the picture book, I was like, oh, yeah. 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 So who's your, who, like who did it better? What's your What's your synopsis here? Well, in, I don't know, man. Uh, based off my musical taste, I want to say the classic's great. Yeah. But I start listening to it, and, you know, I'm listening to lyrics about, uh, you know, Papa taking pictures of Mama and Mama putting them in the picture book and all that. Great. Great for the time. But what's coming across in this song right here, you know, I like. So, on this one, I don't know, I think I'm digging Green Day Warning a little more. I think that's the goal. You know, maybe there's two goals of doing a cover, and that's uh, paying homage to somebody that y- you liked, influenced, maybe a track. And, and then the other one is taking something and trying to improve upon it. And I, I think Green Day did both. Next up, Chris. It might be fitting to warn responsible parents. We're going to play Smogtown. Yeah, so this is a cool song. Progress to the three S's, surfing, speed, and sex. Not necessarily in that order. You can do all three at the same time. You're the fucking man. Right? All right, so this is released first out of the songs that are coming up. It's 
Yeah, we're leading into the Gross Bluter interview here, right, with a Smog Town song, Porno Beach, Dustin. Last, uh, they released two singles after the band was kind of done, but later on, one of the labels, you'll hear about that in the interview, and this is one of those most recent releases, released in 2017. This is Porno Beach. That's where the girls are. where the girls are. Dustin, have you ever been to Porno Beach? Uh, I would like to say if I had, I'd remember that. And so unfortunately, I have not. Yeah, man. Where's Porno Beach, Chris? I have no idea, Dustin. You haven't found it yet either? I've been looking for that motherfucker for years. Girls are where the girls are. That's where we want to be then. Guitardo, Chip Beat, Chavez, Chris Gregg, Ted Hahn, Tim McVeigh. John Potty, uh, in different iterations, right? Uh, made up Smog Town. To find their stuff on, uh, you can find it on online, right? Oh yeah. Go to iTunes. You can find yeah. uh, a ton of Smog Town stuff there. Chris, in- incest and pestilence. It's fucking great name of an album, right? Next up, we're going to play some Gross Polluter. Yes. This was just released last month, August no 7th, shit. I believe. They released a, a single. But single's called uh, Cynically Popular. We're going to play Cynical Scumbaggery. And then we're going to go to an interview. And then after that, we're going to play Piss Popular, the backside of that single. Nice. So let's check out. Hey, look up for this gross polluter album or uh, interview, huh? With Ray. Yes. It's coming up next.
we're joined now from Gross Polluter. Ray, Ray, how are you? Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Ray, we, awesome. we accidentally met on Facebook somehow and uh, finally got this all set up. Of course, was talking to Ted as well and uh, really excited to have you. Cynical Scumbaggery is the track that yes, you sure. guys sent me and I've had a chance to listen to it. Tell us about that, uh, that album. The single, the single two tracks. the two track single. Well, I don't know what to call it, Dustin. A, a fucking album, a single. It's a single that has a. It's a single album, though. Uh, right. Yeah, right. we could just call it a single. It's a seven inch <laughs> single. There you, you know, go. Forty five RPM and uh, the A side is cynical scumbaggery. The B side is piss popular, and basically those songs are, uh, you know, like. We were ending Smog Town, not on purpose, but uh, we were in the studio doing Smog Town songs, and uh, Guitardo ended up leaving, and these two songs were basically the last two, or, you know, not the last two, there's two more that are going to come out, uh, the last Smog Town songs, really. Tell and us how Smog Town became Gross Polluter. Dude, it's a bizarre morphing, so... Basically, uh, Guitardo had had enough of Smog Town, I'm thinking. Uh, he was getting sick of the Gears of the New Wave thing, where every time someone would talk to us, they'd want to know about Gears of the New Wave. And he's like, we got to move on beyond that. And it just wasn't happening. And so basically, in the end, we had made you know these four songs that, you know, actually there was six. The very last Smog Town single is called Victoria with the B-side of You Don't Like What We Do For A Living, See How We Die. Mm-hmm. After that single, he had had enough, but we had these four other songs. And when he left, we had basically done two shows without him, and I wasn't convinced we were Smog Town anymore. Mm-hmm. We were a new band. So we went with something in the same theme, like Gross Polluter. That's what right. the name of our van was. So we just went with that as a band name and started playing as this four-piece gross polluter. couple months into it, you know, we had made up most of the songs. And a couple months into it, I had to, to leave. My son races motorcycles, and that got intense. So Rad. I was putting all my time into that. And in the meantime, they had picked up Darren Hall, who was the singer of Cyril, uh, Long Beach Band. And... They basically ran with it, and they had put out two singles on No Front Teeth. Or not singles, they were like, you know, four song EPs. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, sort of ran with it, but Darren is a nutsack. Like, the dude is out of hand. <laughs> it got too much for them, you know. Darren would be doing his antics, huffing spray paint while they're trying to play gigs and stuff. Oh, and shit. they were... <laughs> They were just tripping. They were like, oh, dude, this isn't fun anymore with this guy. But it was cool to me because I'd be at the shows watching like, this is funnier than hell. (laughs) Basically, it was dangerous and scary, and I really liked that. Unfortunately, um, the labels that used to put out Smog Town were mortified. They were like, oh, dude, this band is horrid. Like, the music's great. But it's too, they're all, everybody's ugly, and they're out of control. They're out of hand. (laughs) And so they kind of just kicked him out, or basically he stopped showing up. 
And they called me and they're like, can you still sing those songs like the way you did them? Like, dude, I don't have titles or words, but dude, I'm awesome at faking it. <laughs> so I just went in and started singing the songs and they ended up with different patterns and song titles. And mm-hmm. so now I'm back as the singer of Gross Polluter. Then how's how's, this, how's your son's motorcycle career, though? Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> October 6th, the season starts back up. I head out to... Ridgecrest, California, which is at the base of the Sierra Mountains, and he just got off the Super Mini class and is now in lightweight two in Grand Prix racing. He's 14. That's awesome. And it's still crazy. (laughs) Our kids are so much cooler than us. They're way cooler than us. It's funny. And they know it, too, and they act like it. Tell tell me about the, the names of the bands, Smog Town, Gross Polluter, how do those themes tie into your music? Uh, basically, it's just all, it was all regional. Smog Town, uh, Guitardo and I had the name Smog Town since we were probably 15. And uh, I grew up in Costa Mesa, it's kind of like a beach town down mm-hmm. here. And in 1984, I moved up to Northern California to a city called San Ramon in the East Bay. Yeah, and I know like San Ramon. Lassie and stuff like that were from there. Yeah. And so I moved up there, and I, I thought I was already punk. You know, I listened to Adam and the Ants and stuff like that. <laughs> but when I got there, there's a good hardcore punk scene. The thing is, they, they were all heavy metalers, and there was just a couple of punk guys. So I'd always had this longing to go back home, you know, to the L.A. area or Southern California. So up there, I had thought of the name Smog Town. And then when I moved back down here uh, in 1986, I had met Guitardo, and that was it. We were like, dude, we're going to have a band called Smog Town. And then it took another 10 years to get that going. So that's where the name came from. And then Gross Polluter was, we had this van, a 71 Econo line that we'd cruise around in. Uh, When we started Smog Town, Chip Beef was like, if you want me in this band, we need a van and a tape. And within a month and a half, we had both, like a, ban- a van and a tape. So we were like, dude, we're official. It's on. It's on. And we nicknamed the van because we had gotten a, a notice in the mail for the registration that the van was a gross polluter. Wow. Dude, that's the name of the van now. <laughs> and we started like, yeah, we'll just take the gross polluter up there. And we have a... a CD-only thing that came out on Disaster in, like, 2002, I think, that was called Tales of Gross Pollution. And so when Smog Town ended, we were basically like, well, dude, now we're just called Gross Polluter, and <laughs> that's, that's where it came from. Wow. So we really are the same band, just kind of part two, I guess. Currently with No Front Teeth Records, is that still going on? Um, We haven't. We did... Well, with Darren, they did the two EPs with No Front Teeth. Mm-hmm. We did an older Smog Town single that was supposed to come out 20 years ago and just never did. We mm. had put one of the songs, Porno Beach, on a disaster records compilation called Old Scars and Upstarts. And then the other song was called Switchblade New Wave. We put that on Deadbeat Records, Viva La Vinyl, number six. Mm. And we had always planned on that being our our third single, and it just never happened. So 
Marco over there at No Front Heat put that out as well, almost at the same time as the gross polluter stuff. So now we had just been, the last single came out on Rat Town Records out of Jacksonville, Florida. Right or Jacksonville Beach, Florida, I think is what they said. So right now we just float around. Anyone that wants to put out a record, we literally will put it out with them. Wow. That's a, that's a good open attitude. Yeah. What yeah, the- you know, I would, the way I looked at it was if they were willing to take on Darren, then <laughs> sure, we'll go. <laughs> we'll work with these people. They have good taste. One of the things that a lot of bands are starting to do is put out smaller amounts of music at a time, a single, uh, an EP. Is that the direction of Gross Polluter from here on out, just doing smaller releases, or do you guys eventually want to do a full-length album? Um, I really want to do a full-length. We've got the material to do it, and the full-length is giving us this opportunity to finally do the artwork that we'd always dreamed of doing mm. and so i i kind of want to go in the full length direction but it's going to take a little bit i think i think we really do need to do a couple of small eps and stuff like that first mm. just to, to beef up the the full length you know Looks like you guys were busy this summer played a few gigs san clemente los angeles san diego any plans for touring in the near future or next year? You know, maybe like a West Coast thing. We were we talked about flying out to Florida, um, out to Jacksonville mm-hmm. to play out there with Dan from Rat Town Records. He puts on this place called the Harbor Tavern, and he's got awesome shows that go on there. So we, we do plan on getting out there, but uh, no tours or anything. I end up driving around my son all over the place, so... <laughs> You're, you're on tour, it's just watching your son ride bikes. Yeah, exactly, and then fixing them and right. yelling and freaking out. <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing that comes with motorcycle race. We used to have a it's big very run. similar to being in a band. We used, to have a, we used to have a big motorcycle run up the hill here, the Widowmaker. Oh, and oh it's a hill climb, right? Yeah, and it was like a big oh, deal. Yeah. There's a restaurant in Draper, Utah, that has like all the old stuff from it. It like plays a video, like on a loop, you know, like wow. a, a, a documentary that was made. Sure. Fucking Steve McQueen ran it. Wow. Oh, Brad. And and they've got like the fucking dirt bikes still because they had to fucking soup up the dirt bikes to get them up the fucking hill. Oh, I'm sure. And, oh yeah, they extend the swing arm and put a paddle tire on it. And, and they they shut it down because it was super fucking Mormon. Draper Gnarly. was during that time. Oh. So once a year, here comes every fucking dirt bike racer from fucking the West Coast, and they descended upon Draper and fucking drank all the beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And, and ran this race, which was, or, or the, the hill climb, which was incredibly dangerous as well. Right. And so they, but the scar is still on the mountain. So when you sit, it's at Even Stevens, their sandwich joint. Uh, there's one in downtown. I was just Salt there Lake. today, but the one in downtown. Fucking great guys. They give they give a sandwich away to the homeless for every sandwich gets bought. Right. Great company. Oh wow, that's cool. And they've got that is great. You could still see the Widowmaker when you sit and you look out on those hills. You could still see it, man. Oh, that's something I'm going to have to eventually go see. I'm telling you, let's run it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fucking fall backwards on my fat ass. Yeah. That's fucking rad, though. I, it's it's cool 
your son being into something that's just so awesome to watch and, and fun to be part of, right? It's it's not like, oh, yeah, my kid's into chess. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do is watch motorcycle racing. So uh, when he got into it, I was beside myself, like, holy crap, dude, this is going to be so awesome. That is. Uh, it gets scary at times. We've had a couple of, we call them offs, the I was like, dude, I think I just saw my kid die. And then he gets up and makes a gesture towards another rider, and I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good. <laughs> wow. It's, it's, it's a lot different from watching a kid play football where you're like, oh, he's fine, get up. It's like, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a motorcycle crash. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, for sure. So if you've Does... seen a kid get ran over by another kid, it's oh, something else. <laughs> I can't but imagine. But we always say it builds character. Uh, it yes, true. it does. Speaking of building character, what what built your character? What are some bands that have influenced you and led your path? It's not my favorite band, but it is the band that I latched on to where I thought, like, I can do this. They live near here, and I've seen them a ton of times, and so it was super influential to me and Guitardo and Tim. Mm -hmm. Uh that was our thing. Like the adolescence is literally the soundtrack to our juvenile delinquency. So that is the main one. We wanted to sound like that. We wanted to look like that. We wanted to act like that. And, um, it's still to this day. I cannot, if, you know, I, I listen to an iPod in my car when we're driving and mm -hmm. if the adolescents come on, I stop it and play the whole blue album. Wow. So, that's that's probably the main one. But other than that, there'd be like weird post-punk new wave stuff uh, because we had this radio station called K-Rock. Yeah. It played a lot of really bizarre punk or new wave stuff that you didn't normally hear on, on mm -hmm. another radio station. And so there was like Joy Division and New Order that was a pretty big influence on the Smog Town stuff, especially in Heroes of the New Wave. Both the song Heroes of the New Wave and um, Ode to Street Violence were heavy New Order influence. Mm -hmm. the, the, the way that the guitar is, is done and in uh, the drums as well. So that would be another one. And so a lot of it was just weird stuff like that that, we, it wasn't just all punk. It was, and then a lot of 60s stuff as well. My dad played in a 60s cover band, and I had heard 13th Floor Elevator, Are You Gonna Miss Me? And I always thought that was super cool. And then I heard Radio Birdman do it, and I was like, okay, now I'm, now I'm into 60s music. I guess you call it garage music or right. something like that. There we were really into a lot of that. But we were making sure that we weren't coming off as a garage band. We were stealing the riffs and making them far more intense than, which I imagine a lot of punk fans did in the you know right. mid '70s. So, just stuff like that. Who are some bands you've played with, with either Gross Polluter or Smog Town, that you know, great show, great performance that you enjoyed, or even just going to see other bands? So live performance. Oh, dude. Okay. Feral, which was where Darren came from. Right. When we first saw Feral, it would have been maybe 1997. We were playing at Mr. T's Bowl in 
it's uh, like an East L.A. bowling alley where they used to have punk shows. And when we saw his band, we were like, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. And we just thought it was too cool. So I, I think we were just really different than what we were doing and what was happening around us where a lot of, you know, the Stitches and U.S. Bombs, of course, were that's who we latched on to right away when we started our band. Those would be with, you know, all of our first shows were with them. But then later on, every band either was a U.S. Bombs cover band or a Stitches cover band. Not necessarily actually covering the songs, but the look, the sound, everything was kind of stealing from each other. So when we saw like weird bands like that or Caltransvestites was one of them, bands that just really didn't go anywhere but were really visually um, and sonically outgoing like an original Uh, we we were just into that one of them was called the fuses I believe they were from the east coast they had a single out on uh, slam dance cosmopolis and their sound was so amazing that I was just in shock like I was a little bit bummed that we had to play after him. <laughs> I was like, man, that guy's <laughs> a tough act to follow. That, you know? Yeah, like, holy cow, that's an incredible group. But then recently we played with the Widows down in San Diego. They're awesome. The same show we played with this band called Geese. And Geese? Geese. G E E S E. Like wow. many gooses. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they're. The singer is a keyboard player. Then there's a bass and drums. There are three pieces. No guitar in the band. Wow. And when they got up there, I was like, oh, holy crap. You check out Nerd Control. This is crazy. <laughs> like full nerds. Yeah. And they tore it up. And, you know, not every song was the same. Not everything was two minutes. But they had this one song. It's seven minutes long. And I couldn't get enough of the thing. I was wow. like, that was incredible. Then they had another song. that was like 45 seconds long. So I really look for stuff like that, you know, stuff that that is even different from itself, I guess, is what Unique. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, So that, which is something I'm trying to do with Gross Polluter. Uh, every song can't have the same pattern or pace. Like, we really, we really try to make everything sound different. Which, uh, when you see in the future, when we come out with these new records, some of the songs are actually songs that Darren did that I'm re-recording and oh, wow. renaming. Again, we're I guess we're, <laughs> we're recreating ourselves even right. though we just made it a couple of years ago. Yeah, those releases were just early 2017 and mid-2017 for that five-track and four-track EP, right? Yep, that's right. Single in August. And, uh, they literally came out, like, you know, the first one came out the week I joined the band. <laughs> That was kind of funny that we were selling these records and I wasn't even on them. We just <laughs> saw a band this last weekend. Yes. And new lead singer in it. And there were people in line to meet him after. And he's signing the CD that he's not on. Is that is that something that you've run into? Is that kind of awkward for you? Or is it, hey, you know, let's just go with it? Um, 
you know what? I, I try not to even make it awkward. I just run with it and sign it. And yeah. they tell them, like, you know, I'm not even on this, right? And they think, oh, this is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> they have no idea. You're like, high five, like, buddy. It's going to sound weird when you're driving home and like, damn, this guy didn't sound like this tonight. Yeah, and they're like, damn, the songs don't even sound the same. Some of the songs, we literally restructured them. So, oh, wow. Is there, is there yeah, going to be a need? Is there going to be a need to re-record everything of from Smog Town? Is it or or is it That's just Gross Polluter? Or excuse me, for, from Gross Polluter? Is it, is it? Do you need to do that, or is it just let's go forward with what we've got? There's certain songs in there. One of them's called. It's the first song on the first EP that's called Sleepless City, mm-hmm. and it's it's a song dedicated to Guitardo. Um, that was one of the first ones we came up with as just gross polluter. I did it way different than Darren did, mm-hmm. but when they recorded in the studio, I drove down there, checked them out, and uh, did backups on it. But Darren did it way different than I would have did it, and um, completely different lyrics and completely different oh, wow. pattern. So when that one comes out, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a crowd favorite. When we play it, Everyone said, like, oh, it's way different. You know, it's the same song, but it's way different than it is on the record, the way that I sing it. Mm-hmm. So Dar- Darren's not the greatest singer in the world. And I'm not saying that I am, but I do sing it better than he does. <laughs> and I think I just believe it more. You know, I right. really love the song. Um, but the other ones, yeah, I think we are going to redo them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we're going to... Re- there's still maybe four more songs that are unreleased from Darren, and eventually we'll put those out as a full length, oh. uh, just really to confuse people and mess with them. <laughs> I think it's a, a cool concept to do. As an artist, I'm sure, uh, at least a lot of people, you know, you put something together and you could probably always rework yeah. a little something here, a little something there, whatever, but to take what, what was done, and you were already a part of it anyway, but to do it differently, like just... Not necessarily completely different, but noticeably differently. I think that's a cool concept. It's uh, though it might be the same song, like you say, well, you're going to rework yeah. it, rename it, and all that. So it's really its own song. Yeah, sure. you know what? It's funny is I look back at older punk, especially in L.A. Like the bands were so incestuous. When you take uh, Red Cross, the song called "We're a Cover Band," I'd always heard that. They're like, "Yeah, dude, I love this song, but I can't figure out where I've heard this before." Well, it's Live Fast, Die Young by Circle Jerks. Oh. It's the same exact song because Greg Hetson was in Red Cross first. So that's his riff, and then he takes it on to the Circle Jerks where they make Live Fast, Die Young. Wow. And so that's always my example when I'm like, okay, this is how we're going to pull this off. And, you know, at first a couple of guys, you know, Ted and John were like, oh, dude, I don't know about redoing this. And honestly, when we played in San Diego, some of the guys had the first gross polluter single or, or ep and they're like dude you changed the song <laughs> yeah good you noticed that i mean you're paying attention so but we do realize you know people are like they look at us why don't you guys just be small town like oh uh, no right because <laughs> it's not now it, and so many bands do that too they change major members of the band keep the band name are a good band in their own right, but they're different. Right. 
Yeah, and it's just, you know, you're expecting to see or hear one thing. And right. It's not like, you know, Turbo Negro and, and the Misfits do it. And to me, I'm like, oh, dude, just change the name of the band, you know, and <laughs> come up with something new. Because, you know, if we came out with new Small Town songs without Guitardo, someone's going to call us on it. Absolutely. You know, oh, yeah, the old stuff is better. Oh, it's always going to, and you're gonna... never going to meet the expectation of anyone, whether it be exactly. a fan or just a passerby, you're never going to meet that expectation. You're going to be you're, there's going to be a guy that's at every concert, and some new person's going to be there and go, "Wow, I like this band." They're going to go, "It's not the same." Yeah, you and it's going it, to it, yeah. they're going to punk police. They're, they're going to literally fucking follow you from San Diego to fucking Northern California, and they're going to and they're constantly going to be reminding everybody, "Oh well, you know they used to have," and it's it's going to fucking kill it. Whereas changing yeah, the name, is. change a, hey, we're different, yeah. right? It's I, I look for. I think that it's fucking fantastic that you've done it that way. I think it allows you, it gives you freedom to do yeah, whatever sure. the fuck and you want. If we were to play all new songs, like you know, play a small town, like here's all of our new songs. They were like, holy crap, what I pay for this for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? but I was that guy. Like I was the dude. Like yeah, this band sucks now because they're they I changed know. everything. You know and. So I was like, I'm never putting myself into that position. <laughs> yeah. When Guitardo left, I was like, dude, we have to change the name. We yeah. have to play all new songs. It's such, you uh, just set yourself set, up for failure. In our set, we do play small town songs, like three of them. Hmm. And so we've played, you know, as Gross Polluter with, with other bands around the L.A. area. Hmm. And then they we'd play the small town songs and come up like they're like, you guys used to be a different band, didn't you? <laughs> but, oh, yeah, we used to be Smogtown. I was looking at you guys like, this is the best Smogtown cover I've ever heard. <laughs> like, well, now that we're older and fat, we don't look like the record, so it's working. It's a, it's a nice secret weapon to keep in our pocket because we could play the songs just at a pin drop, you know, just right. like that. We could play them, so it, it's really fun. That's great. Played the songs anyway, and most bands play a cover or oh, something yeah, like that I mean, in a set for as sure. it is anyway. So it Play, fits right yeah, in. Yeah, we just cover our own song. Playing your right? own. Yeah, you co- we're going to cover our own song. Uh, well, Ray, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it, that was so insightful, and we are really excited about what's coming up in the future, man. That's It's going to be awesome. great. We want that full length here first. But we, the singles will come out or EPs The singles before. will take those two. And, we're um, sending you everything first. We're, awesome. We love it. We're looking forward to it. Uh, love the band, and I think it's really cool the direction that things have gone in. It's a great story, and thank you so much for joining us and sharing that with us. Awesome. Thanks for having me. That was great. And good luck to your son as motorcycle season revs up. Yep, October 6th, Ridgecrest. Let's go. All right. <laughs> thank you so much. Dustin, what are we going to do now? We're going to play some more music, Chris. <laughs> Without your vision, that reason, but my mission 
Seven soul to it. This band. You can hear that. Yeah. A little bit of modern twist to it, though. I really like it. I do too. I like Smog Town. Uh, didn't know much before, but I liked what we've heard. I like Porno Beach. And the new stuff's great, man. I'm looking forward to the next couple singles and then uh, for sure. the LP. That they're and again, put thanks to Ray for joining us. We're looking forward to all sorts of stuff in the future from you guys. Uh, Gross Polluter. And that was Piss Popular Piss off of Cynically song. Popular. I think it's a good song. It is cool. Kristen. We're going to do. During the interview. Yes. They mentioned. Ray mentioned. Uh, Red Cross doing Cover Band. And the Circle Jerks doing Live Fast Die Young. So let's listen. It's going to be the same type of thing as far as the Kings and Green Days. Yes. Even though. Same guy in both bands. Yes, they're a little different here where it's a new band, right? Same singer. It's a cool song, too, by the way. This is cover band. Let's play it loud, man. Probably they didn't know it's R E D D K R O S S Red Cross. I looked it up wrong. Yeah. I'm glad they spelled it that way. It makes it, it kind of differentiates from the other Red Cross, yeah. huh? <laughs> Alright, so now we're gonna go on to the circle jerks with Live Fast Die Young, so we can listen to the sounds wow. of both songs. I like it. You got a favorite out of those two? Yeah. I've, I've known the, of the Circle Jerk song for a while, you know. And so I'm going to go with that. I'm going with Red Cross all the way. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, man. Red I, Cross. I, I think it might be that just a good, uh, that it's a great recording there, the one that we have. Greg Hetson is in both bands. Red Cross, Circle Jerks, and also a Bad Religion, Chris. Did Bad Religion cover it as well? 
No, Pennywise did, though. Really? Yeah. What did they cover, though? Which? This song right here. They covered Live Fast, Die Young, not Cover Man. Yes. That'd be cool for a different man to cover Cover Man. Yeah, I think that would have been right? cool. Right? No, yeah, it's a great song, Live Fast, Die Young. Uh, Definitely some sim- similarities there oh, in the yeah, sound. Right? <laughs> no shit. Yeah, sounds sounds pretty similar. This is All pretty right, Chris. cool right here. Uh, no fun. Stooges. Big fan of the Stooges. Uh, I got to see Iggy perform uh, Punk Rock Bowling last year, and he performed this one. This is a fantastic fucking song. Right? God, it's such a good song. These bands, it's like even talking fucking their social medias and stuff seems pointless. Right. You know, like Red Cross or the Dirt Stooges. <laughs> even even the next three. When he was playing, so you saw him play this, uh, Iggy Pop. Yeah. He played a bunch of the Stooges songs plus some just Iggy Pop songs too. He was what the headliner. The, what got the biggest pop? What got the best crowd response, do you think? Uh, all the Stooges tracks plus the Lust for Life song, you know, that one always gets a big, big response, I think. Do you think it was just because it's punk fans, or do you think that maybe it's just kind of a superior product? Lust for Life? Or no, no, the Stooges songs versus uh, Iggy's kind of solo stuff. Or you know, Lust for Life has its huge popularity. It's been commercials, oh, yeah, TV shows, and movies. It's been all over the place. So... Accepting that track, I think the Stooges stuff is probably superior, for me at least, than the other stuff. Everybody clapping. That's what he does when he's singing, performing. Really? I watched some videos. I can't even fucking, like, sing in the shower and wash. Yeah, he's... Wow, that's fucking cool. Yeah, he's cool. He's about 207 years old. Deserves something like that. Yes. Everybody, every time I see a Say No to Drugs commercial, I think of like Keith Richards, fucking Iggy Pop, and I'm... Worked for a few of them. (laughs) Then you think of GG, right? Yeah, no kidding. No, very cool song. Great Stooges song. All right, Chris. Pistols covering yes. uh, no fun here, and um, you got it. Of course I do. Here we go now. So this is the Pistols covering the Stooges, right?
What's that? Just, just fucking have fun here. No fun. No fun. So this track, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, and you either pay homage to somebody who did something you really enjoyed, uh-huh. or you do something to improve upon it. Or it's both, right? And in this case, I think it's both. To be honest, I, I think I'm still a bigger fan of the Stooges version, but I think the, the Pistols are able to improve upon it by, you know, more encompassing sound little faster pace if you know if you're in a little bit faster pace punk what do you think stooges yeah I, again i'm saying i like stooges I mean, better but way. no it's cool man it's i think it's a cool cover more for me it's like oh hey cool cover man that was fun. yeah hey thanks for playing that right it'd be and, cool to and, see live know, yeah yeah for sure or fucking get both you know i, I don't know man fucking yeah i just I can't get off the stooges there. That, that was a good, good version. I'd be, I'm stuck there. They, they did it right. Chris. All right. That was the Pistols. We're going to move on. Yes. Uh, so we got cool three track. Songs. We know Stooges. So, yes. So we're going to do a three version three, here. Three way. Three. Oh, we're doing a three we're way. Finishing it up with a three way. And didn't you say we could have done a fourth on this? No, no, no. Yeah, there were. Yeah, there was one other. There was right? other ones, but I think we're, we're good with We've three. got Eddie and the Hot Rods, The Oppressed, and fucking, I can tell you right now who's going to win. The Business. Do anything you want to do. Eddie and the Hot Rods is up first, right? 1977. 1977 doing doing anything they want to do. Tell us, hey, fuck what we're saying, Dustin. Tell us in the comments section. Do we have a comment section? Yeah, comments uh, on People the website or to, on the social media. Listen to the podcast. Tell us what your favorite was. Who did it better? Eddie and the Hot Rods, the oppressed of the business. Do anything you want to do. So I must be someone Now I'm gonna find out 
Chris, that's Eddie and the Hot Rods. So next up, we're gonna jump. So when did that come out? Seventy-seven, man. Okay. So next track is gonna be by the Oppressed. Who came out with it next? When did the Oppressed come out with their version? Their version came out in nineteen ninety-six. Ninety-six, almost twenty years later. Twenty years later. The Oppressed. You can hear the differences already. Well, I mean, production values sure. are going to be a little different from DIY to having that studio, right? What do you think of the vocals? Uh, second. Second place. Eddie and the so Hot Rods far. got yeah, number oh, one yeah. vocals? Okay. For sure, for sure. So you're saying the DIY sound is better or not as I'm good saying as this? That, I'm saying that you put the first vocals with the second fucking tunes, you got a fucking killer. <laughs> Tell me what I ought to see No one tells you nothing 
I think I'm gonna go. I just like the sped up version. Sometimes I like a little more, and I think I like this. I like the oppressed. I think again, without the originals, these don't exist, right? Right. It's, it's so you have good. to know that. Yeah. But uh, so far, I think I'm gonna go there. Uh, let's move on to our last version. So three Peter here. Chris, what do we got next? Businessman. Yeah. The winner. The winner. Just that quick, huh? Yep. Uh, yeah, Mick did this 0-2, huh? Yeah. I, I'm going to agree with you. To be honest, uh, for a while I thought this was the original version. Really? Yeah, long, you know, a while back. Right, right. When you first hear it, you're like, oh, this is a great song. And you're like, oh, damn, it's covered. But they did it better. Right. It's mixed voice, man. Great oil voice, huh? Yeah. Tell me. 
that way. You know, I think you his know, vocals are just spot on for you me. Know, do you realize that I didn't realize at the time how fortunate uh, I was to meet Nick? All right. I mean, I took advantage of that, right? Like, you're younger, you take advantage of things. You don't realize the situation you're in. You don't realize life is fleeting. You don't realize that you're going to meet somebody, you know? I fucking always joke about Mick fucking tying me up with his fucking little dog and fucking face-talking me. Right. And now I, I, I would look at it, I, I used to talk about it and be like, eh, fucking, you know, whatever, maybe kind of poking fun at it. Now I look back at it and I say it with a smile and, and you know, it meant so much more, you know? So, it's fucking cool, man. The business fucking does everything right. Um, and better than everybody. <laughs> In this case, we both agree. Bias is fuck. Right. But you tell us, you know, uh, yeah, let's let's do a little, we can open a poll. Maybe we should do a poll. Maybe we should do like a, a you know, we'll give the business the one seed. We'll give Eddie and Hot Rods the Impress, like the two and three, let them duke it out. And we'll say, you know, okay, now who did it best, right? Um, but we'll throw a poll on our Facebook page. You can find us on Facebook at SLC Punkcast. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at SLC Punk Chris. You can find me on Twitter at Another Punk SLC. And you can find us at SLC Punkcast, all social medias and website. You know how it is. Big thanks to Ray for joining us from Gross Polluter. Hey, that was a fun episode, man. Uh, you know, I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, if you're still listening, you're the reason we do this. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, jump on right now. I'll tell you right now, we're doing a giveaway. We're giving away some music. Uh, jump on. Uh, share your favorite SLC Punkcast episode. And we're going to give out free music next episode or next week, right? On next our week. regular episode next week, we'll announce the winners. Excellent. Play the fucking outro.